Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. I'm Anitra Kerr, also known as the queen of video marketing at The Draw Shop, where we create videos and messaging for brands that are impossible to ignore. We believe that any business is just one marketing tweak away from getting their ideal customers hooked. Most businesses have a solution to positively impact their customers and ultimately the world. The real question is how to get those people to see that. We've got our own fail-proof formula for this at The Draw Shop, but on this show, we're interviewing marketing geniuses to discover more. Think you have marketing genius to share? Stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll show you how you can be our next guest on the fastest growing marketing inspiration podcast. Well, I am so excited to be back with you all today with my guest, Steve Hoffman. He is the CEO of Founderspace. He's the author of Make Elephants Fly, also Surviving a Startup, and more. And I'm so excited to have Steve here today because we are going to be talking about marketing with startup companies and, and the challenges that you face. So Steve, welcome to the show, and I'm so excited to have you here. It's wonderful to be here. So I always love to to start with the story of what brought you into the work you're doing today and why is it so meaningful to you? So I have always been very focused on being creative as well as being entrepreneurial. So my entire career, I've spent doing that. I have done lots of different things. I worked in the film and television industry. I worked in the game industry. I've launched three venture-funded startups in Silicon Valley and two bootstrap startups. Uh, and after my third venture-funded startup, I actually formed Founderspace, which is a startup incubator and accelerator. So we help entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And I took, I've been doing that for over a decade. So I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world. It's been an amazing experience for me because I love teaching. I love mentoring, but I also love learning. And every time I engage with entrepreneurs in a new business, I learn their business and I share with them what I see across all the different businesses, the mistakes entrepreneurs make, the things they do right, the uh, strategies that they should be using, the ones that don't really work. And uh, then I see how they apply them to their business and what their individual challenges are. And I get a lot of insight so I can take that and share that with even more people. And I have written three books. You know, My first book, Make Elephants Fly, was all about innovation. My second book, uh, Surviving a Startup, is about exactly that, surviving a startup, everything startups need to know to survive and grow. And then my third book, and both uh, Surviving a Startup and the third book came out this year, so they're both new. The third book, The Five Forces That Change Everything, is about how technology will impact business, society, and everything we do. Yeah, that is the truth. <laughs> so it is... It can be very daunting when launching a startup. And, and I've heard so many stories and I've heard some really good stories. And a lot of times the good stories come after they've had a few failures. <laughs> so it's what they've learned from those startups that didn't exactly go the way they were hoping it would go. And I think you definitely expect as, as an entrepreneur or founder 
starting up a company, any type of business, you do expect there to be bumps in the roads. And a lot of times it's, you know, how much, how much grit do you have? How much can you withstand all that it takes? But the great thing about what you do and the support that you provide in your community is that you don't necessarily have to have, you know, have so many failures. You don't necessarily have to make all of those mistakes. I do believe mistakes are good. You learn from them, but people get to learn from you, you know, those mistakes and how to avoid them. So can you talk about some of the biggest mistakes that you have seen? And I know it's different for every business, but some of those really big ones that people should be looking out for when it comes to starting up a business. Sure. So let me say that it's okay to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. That that just happens. And, but the fact is the majority of startups fail. That's why I wrote Surviving a Startup, because most startups fail. And how do you survive? What I tell entrepreneurs that work with me is you can make your own mistakes, original mistakes, but don't make the ones I made or the ones I see being made. Avoid those. And then your odds will be higher of success. Some of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make, I mean, there are a lot of different things, but one of the biggest things is right up front, finding the right people. They don't put enough time into it. They think, oh, Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just pick, you know, Janet. I know Janet. She's done some web marketing. I'll bring her on my team. Well, Janet may have done some marketing, but is it the right type of marketing? And this is a a big thing for entrepreneurs. Like it's not, doesn't just apply to the marketing person. It applies to the engineers. It applies to everybody on the team, the designer. You want to spend the time to find the right people, even though it's hard. And with a startup and you have limited money, a limited budget, it's even harder, especially in today's crazy job market. It's hard to get oh, those yeah. people. But you, if you don't invest the time into finding the right people, you will end up paying for it another way. So you might as well pay for it in time. And let me tell you, especially when it comes to marketing, because marketing, every different platform is different. No, Anybody who tells you they know all the platforms, they are... BSing you. It is just simply not true. If you, you know, if you want to, if you think Instagram is a platform for you, if you've identified that, find somebody who specializes in Instagram and has a proven track record there. You may spend more money. They may be more narrowly focused, but you're going to get bigger results than finding a generalist who says they can do everything. If Google AdWords is your thing, get a Google AdWords person. If Facebook is your thing, get a Facebook person. And marketing people, honestly, you don't need full-time people as a startup. It's too expensive. Like, you know, most startups, I mean, unless you're raking in the cash and it's just going like crazy, hire a consultant part-time, test them out, see if they can get results. And if they don't switch right away to a different person. And so that's number one. Number two, and I'm focusing on marketing because this is marketing. I could talk about all the mistakes the startups make in every different area, but I won't do that. I'll focus on marketing. Um, another huge mistake that entrepreneurs do is they, they think, oh, my audience is on Instagram. And so they just focus on Instagram. They don't sample and experiment with other channels, other marketing channels. And you would be surprised. There are channels out there that you that might not be on your radar that can produce mm-hmm. far better returns for your money, far better ROI than than Instagram does. The, a lot of you know Instagram's good at certain things. You know it's very viral. Things grow like that. Is it converting for you? 
is it converting into sales and dollars? Maybe not. Maybe you're getting a lot of traction and, and likes and people, people like that and friends, but it follows. But it, it might not be converting into what you actually need, which is sales. So right. uh, remember, don't be deceived by like the, glo- the, 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 the candy on top. Like, oh, there's a lot of activity going on here. You really need to, this is the third mistake. And I, I'll just go for three right now. They don't measure enough. They don't have the right analytics. Yes. If you, if you're, you can't just haphazardly do this. Like I, when I was beginning, I did it myself. I said, oh, I want to save money. I'll do it myself. I ended up wasting more money. It would have been, even though a consultant could be expensive, it would have been cheaper in the long run to hire a consultant than to you waste the time, uh, the opportunity, and uh, spending a lot. You know, advertising dollars. There are two expenses in your company that are going to dwarf everything else, human resources and customer acquisition, right? Those are the two elephants yep. of your, that you're going to be spending a lot of money on. So you better make sure you get great people. So you're investing wisely. And you, when you do your customer acquisition, uh, you really understand what you're doing and you measure everything. Like I said, you cannot have too much data. So you want somebody on, if you're not a data geek, You want this marketing person to really be focused on the numbers, the funnel, the conversion, setting it up so that it's just perfect. Because if it's not, (laughs) you you know, you're going to be, you're you're really not set up to uh, get a return on your investment. And I will tell you, most startups I know, when they start out marketing, they they do terribly. (laughs) Like they waste a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And you know, the thing is, you might not be a data geek, but you become one because it's exciting actually to measure and watch what's getting results and what's not, because you you have all of this clarity now and you know where you should be putting your efforts and where not to. So a lot of people are too scared to look at that because they think they're not going to understand it. It's not that hard. <laughs> you know, once you, you get the right person who knows how to measure it, who knows how to get those analytics, and then it becomes an exciting thing. I used to think, oh, I don't want to have to look at all that. But then you start going, hey, that's really cool. What we did here is really working. Maybe we should do more of that, you know, and that one's not working so well. I thought it would, but it's it's fun. It becomes it's really it's fun. amazing. And the amount of variables you have in marketing are astounding because, oh, yes. you know, there's so many different ways you can market and just the copy on the, and the text, the images you put up, you know, what content, if you're doing content marketing, my goodness, like marketing is a huge thing. Like there's oh, so yeah. many different factors, you things you can tweak and different combinations of things you can tweak and you really don't know. So another thing, another mistake, let's go for number four that, yes. that entrepreneurs make when they go into marketing, they don't do enough research. They yeah. simply don't do enough research in advance. Research is your cheapest way to success. I will tell you, because you're not spending, you know, you're just spending sweat equity, which you usually have extra time. Like you can go on and research. And this is what I really want your listeners to focus on is it's free. Like it's only cost your time. Go out there and look at all your competitors' marketing campaigns. They have already if, they're, if they have money, they've already hired experts and they've iterated on this over and over and over again to perfect their funnels. What do they do? Like, where are they spending their ad dolls? What do their funnels look like? What, you know, have they growth hacked anything? Are they using any growth hacking techniques that you could borrow from? It's all, a lot of it's there. You just, you, you know, people just like, oh, I'm not, I'm just going to do what I think is right. Well, don't do what you think is right. Look at what's working. Like if they're spending a lot of money on it, 
it probably means they figured something out. So it's really important for you to go to their site. You know, if are they using a certain retargeting uh, provider and how are they using the retargeting? What's their message on the retargeting? You know, when you click through to their the landing page, what do they have on the landing page? Like, does it compel you? Does it, get, you know, does it make you want to buy? There is no shame in copying when it comes to marketing, right? Your job oh, is I totally to, agree. It's not to be creative. It's to figure it out as fast as possible and save yourself some money. So copying is good. You should be spending a huge amount of time studying uh, other people's campaigns, what they're doing, what their approach, everything about their site. Like, you know, even when they, you bring people through your funnel, you get them in, how do you get them to convert? How are they getting, how are they doing their pricing? Like, are they offering freemium, which is really a form of marketing, you know, getting people in there. Are yeah. they not offering freemium? And maybe it doesn't pay to offer freemium for certain products. Certain products convert better. You actually get a better conversion when you charge right up front. So you, all these variables you need to consider. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this, um, I'm sure in talking about research is where you can also learn where your ideal customers are living. So when you talk about different channels, I'd love to go into that a little bit more because I think a lot of our listeners are of that mindset that, well, it's either Google or Facebook, you know, that's it. That's those are the only places I have to go to, to market. But what are, you know, I don't know, maybe you have some stories of surprising channels that somebody might not have thought of. And it turns out, you know what, this channel is way better than, than Instagram. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you can market. It depends on what you're selling, honestly. So, right, right. but you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but Facebook marketplace, their marketplace where they have oh. basically a lot of free stuff, a lot of cheat. It's like a giant garage sale, you know, yeah. go there. Like you might, that might be your channel. Like you Craigslist, you know, it's sort of, it was hot. It's kind of not as hot anymore, but there's still a lot of people who go to Craigslist and a lot of it's free. Like you could put up ads for your, you know, stuff in certain categories. You don't even pay on a lot of these. So there are different areas for different, depending on what you're selling products or services, so on. And they're niche ones. There may be ones like if you're in chiropractic, you're a chiropractor and you want to market your services, there may be certain blogs, certain websites that you should go to that, you know, get one of the best forms of marketing, honestly, for early stage companies that don't have a lot of money is getting people to write about you. Come up with an interesting story. Like yes. what's your story? Like if you are a chiropractor and you became one because you were like paralyzed and then you, you know, got, had to figure out how to cure yourself, you know, whatever your story is and go into the, your community, the community of people who would care about that and start telling your story. Great way to get bloggers, great way. Um, if you create content online, inbound marketing is a huge thing. So yes. if you're creating content online, don't create boring content, create content with a story, with a spirit, you know, um, your own website, your own, all your social channels where you're creating content, those are all marketing channels. So it's not just Google and Facebook, it's where the people are. Like, are they on Twitter? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Pinterest? Is your, you know, if you're targeting women, um, a lot of times Pinterest is a great platform that you should right. be marketing on. And you can market in many different ways on Pinterest. It doesn't, doesn't have to be paid marketing. Paid marketing is good, but like, you know, if you're on Pinterest and there's a, a, a target demographic that you know likes a certain type of content, you better be creating that content on Pinterest. Create the most interesting content in that category. Another 
some growth hacks that are really, really useful are people, they look at who their customers are, like these are our customers. Then they will create either a utility online, like something that does something for people, like uh, come if they're a logo company, right? So and they're a graphic design company, they may create a logo creator, like an automatic logo creator, like the logos won't be great or just a name creator, name your company, name your product, like we'll come up with random names for you, you know, and they get a coder yeah. and they code that, then they offer that for free and they go SEO, right? So they focus on SEO for free. So people are looking, you know, free logo creator, free, you know, name, you know, I want to name my product or my company. They shoot, some companies have gotten massive amounts of traction on these free offerings that they just threw out there and it cost might cost them 10,000 to make, you know, so not cheap, but they make, they hired an engineer, they hired a designer, they made it, but then it just free after that. Like it's just forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like once you get the SEO placement, once people are coming, boom, boom, boom. It's a little engine that never stops. Like sending right. you new just leads. Bringing in, bringing in leads. Yeah. I so love pe that. People don't think about those things. Content marketing, you know, the key to content marketing, like if you're going to create blog posts or you're going to create videos are really useful videos. So mm -hmm. who is your customer? What problems do they have? What would they be searching on? You know, we all go to Google when we we have a problem. Like I can't figure this out. How do I figure this out? You know, if you're, if you, if you run a, a service for handymen, right? Like helping people like repair their homes, go through all the problems like that people have and get content up there. And that's exactly. a pretty broad category, but they're very specific things. So people do very specific things. And we can go back to the chiropractor, like people have back pain, right? We'll write a lot of articles about, you know, different ways and techniques for, for addressing back pain and chronic pain. Put those up there, get an SEO expert to help you target, you know, drive traffic there. You get a lot of people to, oh, the best way is get a lot of people to link to you. Like, and if you create, you can't create just superficial content. Like if you're going to go to, you know, content marketing, you need to create deep content because people want real solutions. So it can't be just, it, it essentially, if your article or video is going to gain traction and people are going to share it, it has to be better than everything else out there. Yeah. So you have to look at all the other ones. And if you just copy them and put another version of that up, it's probably not going to go anywhere. So it has to be either unique, something nobody else is addressing, right? They're just not addressing or really exponentially better, like an order of magnitude better than the other marketing um, uh, content out there so that people are like, oh my God, this is the one that really tells me how to solve this problem. Right. No, it's so true. I mean, it's all about the value that you bring. And, you know, when you talk about the different places that these, your ideal customers are hanging out, you can see what they're talking about. Get into those discussions, go into those Facebook groups and see what are their biggest pain points. Oh, nobody's really talking about this. I know what to say about that. And it, it's so true. That's how we, as, as buyers, that's how we get connected to a brand and gain that trust. And then want to keep hearing what they have have to say. And then before you know it, you're like, I'm definitely going to purchase from them because they've gained my trust and they keep bringing me value. Exactly. Yeah. So like you said, there, there's all these communities online. People are having discussions. They're bringing up their problem. Yep. You have a presence on those. Be, you know, if, yes. it's a, if, it's, if it's a critical one to you, you know, have somebody who knows, you know, you hire a, an agency or a person who knows how to do that. Or you have somebody on your team who's really good at, 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 
figuring out how to get those people to take action within the community. Yes. It's not enough to just be part of the community, like just to write. If you go there and just write some random comments, nobody's going to go to your you, right? But if you are super helpful, if you are really embedded in the community, if you say the right things in the right way and providing more material, it doesn't, you know, I run a big Facebook group, like a big one, you know, with like yeah. 20, 21,000 entrepreneurs on there. So it's one of the larger entrepreneurial Facebook groups. And we're just constantly spammed, like with people trying to sell their services. Yeah. All those spams get deleted. Like they don't, they don't even, they get screened out. They don't even get on our Facebook site. So if yeah. you go to the Founder Space Facebook site, what I'm, what the ones we're letting through, our moderators are letting through are the, the ones that are truly helpful to people. So if we feel our whole mindset is if we feel that the post is going to be helpful to an entrepreneur, it'll be posted. If we feel they're just trying to sell something, even if they think it's helpful, their service, everybody thinks their services are helpful, right? But yeah. we don't want this to be a, a list of advertisements when people come down there. We want it to be a list of, I can solve your problems, you know, people really right. helping people. So when you go to these groups, you have to have that mindset. Absolutely. So we're talking about other people and things that they can do. Can you share what's been a huge needle mover for you, especially in, in your business and, and gaining those entrepreneurs in your groups or gaining them into your community? What's been the marketing needle mover that you're like, wow, that worked. I'm sure you have a number of them, but what's something that we could share that worked really, really well? So I'm going to tell you a, a couple of them. So first, okay. you know, the Facebook group. I, uh, we, yeah. since we were just talking about that, that was a needle mover, right? We yeah. started, we uh, branded it founder space, you know, Facebook group for entrepreneurs. And it's just been growing really, really fast. And we're trying to provide, like I said, really high quality content for entrepreneurs. So that worked well. It's on a social network. Of course, it's great. LinkedIn is another place you can do these groups. And then there's many others you can, you can yes. focus on the, uh, the other thing is when we just got started. So Founder Space didn't have a brand. Like uh, we, you know, we were new. Like this was yeah. over a decade ago. So we we're brand new. Now we're yeah. very well known. But how did we get well known? So we didn't. We knew in our industry we couldn't. Uh, it, it didn't make sense to because for entrepreneurs for an incubator program, it didn't make sense to really put out ads for them. You know, for incubator right. program. The first thing we did. Uh, we posted a lot of content, a ton, like if you go to founderspace.com, you will just find a ton of content there, like lots of content, right? So when people come there and, I'll, you know, most of it's free, we have an online startup program that people pay for, but most of the content is free and you get it not just from Founderspace, but from all of our partners. Second thing we did, we ran events, local events focused on our customers, right? Which were entrepreneurs. So, yes. we are, you know, we've been based in San Francisco Bay Area. We have been, uh, we would run events all the time, but we didn't just run events. When we ran events, we partnered with other people. So you can run your own event and you can bring in people you already know, <laughs> you're already connected yeah. with, who already know you. But what you want is to bring in new people. So yes. We systematically cross-promoted our events 
with all the other entrepreneurial uh, groups out there who are promoting their events. You oh, promote wow. our events, we promote your events. You know, boom, boom, boom. We're constantly, and the more channel our channels built up, the more popular our website got, we would always partner. If somebody came to us and said, we're running an, an event that we think is valuable to entrepreneurs, you know, not a, a, a sales seminar, right? But something like we're going to educate you. It's a pitch day. It's a day where we have lawyers come in or marketing people to educate you. Those type of events, we would always cross promote always. So we got our brand out in a huge way uh, for no money uh, early on. That. Yeah. And that really made a, uh, that willingness to reach out to everybody in similar, you know, there, some of these were our competitors. They were other incubators and accelerators or other people, you know, different groups. We didn't care. Like if we were like, we'll be friendly to everybody. Like you, at the end of the day, let the customer choose who they want to go to. Like, let's just partner. Let's help each other get more visibility. We're all part exactly. of this community. If we are, if we want to be a hub, which is what you want to be, a hub for your industry, like a real connector, then, you, you know, don't worry about the competition. Just worry about what you do is great. And then at the end of the day, what you do is great. If your events are great, if what your services are great, people will come to you and you can still promote competitors. It won't matter. Like it, it just, right. and if they're great, they'll come to them too. If they're not, they won't. So exactly. So that thing, and then I'll give you one more, one yes. more thing. So I also, and this is a free one too. So, the, you know, I just gave you three free ones that people can go out there and do without spending any money, just their time and their creativity. Uh, the other free one I did was coming up with a personal brand. So I think, you know, people relate to people. So mm -hmm. why am I on this podcast right now? Like exactly, to you exactly. I am marketing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm marketing my books, you know, I'm marketing founder space, you know, but I'm trying to do it in a way that really helps people. Right. So yes, number one, like when I, when I go on a show like this, right, I'm not, you know, I mention what I do, but I also try to provide really uh, what I think at least is valuable information to entrepreneurs out there. The second thing is I chose a fun name. Like you want people to remember you. So my nickname in Silicon Valley is Captain Hoff. You know, yes, and, that's right. <laughs> and Captain Hoff was, you know, came because it was my gamer handle. I love to play games and I actually made games in the early days. So it was that's my cool. game gamer handle. And my friends called me Captain Hoff. And I thought, well, I'm the captain of the team. I'm the captain of Founder Space. I should have a fun brand, like a brand people could relate to and remember. So I, I, I came up, you know, I just said, oh, I'll just, everybody's calling me Captain Hoff. I'll use that. And it stuck. So, it, and it made, uh, people remember who I was and it made people yep. who didn't even know me feel I was more accessible. They're like, Hey, captain, you know, I'm at this event and they're like, Hey, they don't know me. Captain, how's it going? You know? So it's a fun icebreaker. So think of your personal brand. Like what, who are you? Why would people remember you? I'm also very passionate, you know, type person, you know, what are your traits that you can translate into your business? Um, it's a great way, uh, for free essentially to, uh, to promote yourself and what you do. Oh my gosh, so many, so many good golden nuggets. We've we've talked about the mistakes that that people make that you can avoid, <laughs> um, and we've talked about all these great marketing tips that you've given for for other startups, and then what you've used yourself, which is all incredible. Are these? Can we find more of this in your books? Because I would love to tell our listeners where they can find more information about your group, about your books, about anything, you know, that who are in that phase going, oh my gosh, there's so much good I just got in the last 30 minutes. Where do I get more? 
Yes. So we have a ton of, my books are chock full of stuff. Like I want, I want somebody who reads them to be like, they listened on the podcast. They're like, oh my God, that's so, that's so useful. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. So my book, Surviving a Startup, perfect for entrepreneurs. There's a, you know, section in there on growth hacking and marketing and, you know, guerrilla marketing, all the different things. Um, It's, but it encompasses all of being a startup. I have another book, uh, Make Elephants Fly which is all about how companies innovate. How do startups innovate? How can you innovate in your business? So it's which make is elephant. so important. Yes. Yeah. And that elephant is your big idea, that thing, yes. your dream. And you, how do you make an elephant fly? Like that's the, yeah. that's the thing. So you can get it all simply by going to founderspace.com. So go to founderspace. You can contact me on the contact page. You can get our content, everything. And I'm also on all the social networks. I'm everywhere. So amazing. Um, and we're going to share all of those links, by the way, in our in our show notes and in our posts. So if you're listening to this, you will get easy link access to that. Yes. And so LinkedIn is a great one. So if you want to yes. reach me at a business level, just go to LinkedIn. Oh, fantastic. Oh my gosh, Steve, this has been amazing talking about my my favorite topics, especially for this really, you know, challenging, it's a challenging audience startups. I mean, it's, it's, it's challenging, but it is so worth it. And I have, you know, give all of you who are in that phase right now, huge round of applause. I completely admire all that you're doing. I appreciate all the hard work it takes. And I hope that you've really gained a ton of value today with Steve and Steve, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Anitra here, and thank you so much for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. If you are a successful marketing executive who would like to be on this program, please visit us at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Marketing Executive Spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Go to our website, www.thedrawshop.com or follow us on all social channels at The Draw Shop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.